right. Um, well, how would you like to look within your inner being and capture your essence in a photo? Our guest, Andre Farella, is a visionary artist and multimedia creator of spiritual, multidimensional, and metaphysical works of fine arts. He's the creator of the Spirit Box and discoverer of the living pictures. He has become world-renowned for his ability to bring the light of the Spirit into all of his creations. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Go ahead. Andre Ferrella. Andre Ferrella yes, I'm has here. Oh, hello, Taz, and hello, Paula. How are you today? Hello. Hi. Andre, uh, again, it's an honor to be here. I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak about um, spirituality and our evolution and the works that I've created. Thank well, you. Well, your artwork is your artwork is fabulous. I mean, I just could look at it forever and ever. And each time you look at a piece, you see something new. Um, well, on, well, Andre has really combined brilliance and magic into the creation of his spirit artist's works. Um, you know, his his creative. He, his creative breathing image of light emanations really allows an individual to undergo a metamorphosis or, or transference of energy within their own body when peering into the image. It's really amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a learning tool. And um, for me, yeah. when I saw it, it brought forth an imprint of how the energies can move fluidly within my body. So enhancing not only my growth spiritually, but physically as well. Um, you know, Dr. Todd Ovocatus, who has a passion for science and researches with light frequencies that help to unlock the treasures of the Earth's grids and those right. grids within us as well, says that you, Andre, uh, your platform may be the closest experience yet offered of a contact of intelligence and light from other dimensions. I'm telling yes, you, this isn't that is really exciting. Uh, yeah, coming uh, from right. such... Incredible genius is Dr. Todd. Uh, he's such an amazing being, and I, I believe we're just so honored to have him here on Earth with us at this time in our evolution. He's absolutely brilliant, and uh, the work that he's doing is just amazing for all of us on Earth. So it's an honor and to the work, have been. Go ahead. The work, the work that you're doing is uh, bringing science and art together, and it's a genius, genius. Method well, thank you very much. So, uh, that's interesting you say the science yeah. part because I graduated as a medical illustrator from the University of Toledo, and I studied the human body. I studied the organic system. So I've always had an interest and fascination with science, and that's probably why I also got into the field of photography, light recording, recording of light and shadow, um, because it dealt with pure light. So it was an evolution being able to have this understanding of the biological system in conjunction with uh, um, working with light. And, of course, I was a painter a long time ago, but bringing all these elements together has been like an accumulation of a lifetime of research of wanting to convey the divine. Well, you say that you began painting seriously at the age of 12 with your first portrait of baby Jesus. Um, first of all, let me ask you, at what age did you begin drawing? I probably was drawing, I probably sketched something on the placenta <laughs> before I came in, um, just as a metaphor. But I don't remember exactly how old I was when I first started to create, but I know I was creating things in grade school for contests and little displays, and the teachers would love my work. So when I was 12 years old, I don't know what it was, but I wanted to paint this portrait of the baby Jesus. And it was quite an, I believe it was an accomplishment for someone at that age. And are you still there? Yes. Hello? Can you hear us? Oh, I can hear you, yes. So at 12 years old, uh, when I painted that portrait of the baby Jesus, after painting that, I recognized to myself that something 
incredible is going on here. I don't know what it is, but it's been my life's prayer that through the abilities and talents that I have, bring through me whatever information is necessary for us to receive here. So it's been a, a life prayer of wanting to bring spirituality through me as though I'm the, the one of service. Well, you, you bring in this. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I. Go ahead. It's the synchronistic from the your art to the universe. I mean, you painted some eyes, and in the eyes you could actually see a galaxy. I mean, there's. Mm-hmm. It was just phenomenal. That's called uh, that series is called recycling light. <clears throat> so it was fascinating for me to work in this genre of photography because I'm not really a photographer, but I use the mechanisms of light recording and using light in its rawest element to um, project light or um, refract, reflect light onto light-sensitive materials and as I was changing the structure of the eye, this is when I was painting onto the actual negatives themselves with pigment onto the photographs of eyes that I had taken of other individuals, I realized like the way the paint was moving on the little micro-negative 35-millimeter film, it changed into the structure of a galaxy. So as we call the, you know, the eye is the window to the soul, this really proved it to me. It was kind of interesting throughout my career as an artist. My artwork has been uh, proving to me and giving me the facts of what really is truth. I, I find that wonderful, that creativity, and that powerful, that powerful element of creativity that has been our almighty gift. Um, and as Kryon says, light and sound, uh, creativity and sound have been two of the gifts that have been bestowed to us. It's just creativity is so powerful, and and it's uh, something that we all have and ready to be unleashed and unlocked. And and it frightens some of us, too. (laughs) Well, in, in that creativity is sometimes, yes, there are, I, I guess, you know, it's like there's passages of ourselves that some of us do want to deny and if we can get through that we can open ourselves up to an incredible universe that is ours to um to look upon to to have to to utilize for the benefit of ourselves and for others well you must see something something in everything you look at. You know, when, when I was a little kid, we would look at clouds, and we would look for faces, and and I do that to this day. I look at, um, like, granite, and I see faces in the stones. You must do that constantly. You must see something in everything. Yes, I do, um, but I believe everyone has that ability, um, whether they recognize that or not. Um, that's interesting that you say uh, when you look at granite, you see the faces. You know, the, the face, the human face, or the face of other beings, perhaps, um, is probably the most powerful construction um, that we as human beings are totally aware of. It's pretty much the first thing we see upon birth, and it's when we look at each other, we're, we're peering into each other's souls as we communicate when we look through, you know, that window of the iris. So we're, I, I, somehow it's kind of interesting that you point that out because, like, when we look in each other's eyes, are we really looking in our eyes? It's being registered in our visual cortex, and is that affecting our pineal gland in ways that we don't understand yet where, you know, perhaps that um, telecommunications, um, um, telepathy is really embedded in us. Yeah, it's, it's incredible stuff, isn't it? Oh, yes. I mean, it, it's so simple, yet it's so complex. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And I, I know some of the greatest works of art um, and some of the greatest, I mean, look at Einstein's E equals MC squared. That is <laughs> simplicity. You look at uh, a spirit box that I created, it's simplicity. Um, in that very core of simplicity, I believe, is that incredible complexity. I guess it's like Can you the... Tell... Go ahead. Can you tell our listening audience about your spirit boxes and how well, they were course. created? The, uh, the spirit boxes, yes. Um, spirit boxes are made of milky white plexiglass or plexiglass that I have frosted. And they're anywhere from 9 inches wide to 14 inches high by 3 inches deep up to um, 80 inches tall by 30 inches wide by 3 inches deep. And I put um, portraiture in there or... Uh, in the one case that we're probably most likely talking about is I am the emanation, which is, is a being that uh, appeared to me in a vision. And so a spirit box, when you see it, the way it's constructed is, is quite magical because it, it sort of has a holographic effect, but it is not a hologram. Um, as you walk by it, it seems to disappear. As you come to the center of it, it gets more in focus. And as you pass it, it seems to disappear as well. So it, it has this element of um, sort of a frosting. And it's like looking through the, the veil, as we call the veil of transition, looking on the other side. We always, a lot of us refer to of that as the veil. That's sort of that fog where we see something emerging out of that space. And the spirit box has that same effect. But somehow there is something going on with the spirit box that I'm still learning about. <clears throat> what do you mean um, about And if you had the opportunity to see, well, you can see them on, on my website, of course, but when you see the real actual physical box itself, there's something about it that it really appears as though they are right there or that being is right there and you can reach out or as though they are going to reach out and just talk to you or touch you. Um, some people have been referring to the spirit boxes as like a portal to the other side. And I believe that it's a simple box that seems like it's a mechanism for us to access the other side, which is also where part of us resides. So in some ways, perhaps the spirit box is giving us the opportunity to communicate with ourselves or at least be in recognition again that we are this essence, we are this spirit. I created one of myself uh, when I first started these almost 10 years ago, and every time I look at it, no matter what is going on around the world and the, and the conflicts and the, 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 the tribulations on earth here, every time I look at it, it reminds me of who I truly am, that essence and that spirit. Mm. So, you, make these spirit, you make these spirit boxes for individuals? Yes. I have made them for individuals. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, my wife and I formed uh, five years ago a project called The Rise of the Fallen.org, and we're a nonprofit. We're commemorating all the uh, uh, fallen soldiers from Iraq and Afghanistan. We've done the um, uh, state of Wisconsin, which resides at the Wisconsin Veterans Museum. Um, this is also, uh, we're working with California now and with the state of Illinois. <clears throat> so it's been a project, a nonprofit uh, project, where uh, it was something I wanted to give back to, to humanity before I passed. It's been great. It's been emotional. It's been difficult. Um, but uh, it's, it's been rewarding for me because it provides, has been providing so much comfort um, to those who have lost their loved ones 
and uh, for the nation to heal. So, so do that's you one do of the indi- projects working on. But go ahead, yes. Do you do uh, individual spirit boxes for the uh, soldiers that have, have we've lost in the war? Have you done that? Correct, yes. Yes. Yes, that is one of the projects that I've been working on. And it's oh. really heartfelt and a, a beautiful repro- beautiful project. Um, it's just a, amazing when you see them all grouped together, um, a hundred of them, two hundred of them. It's very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. As though they're right when there you, talking to us. I was going to say, do they give you messages when you're working on the project? Yes. <laughs> I have to look each of them in the eye as I'm creating them. And uh, they're there with me. I can feel them. And there's also some very interesting events that happen but that's that would take uh, many hours, <laughs> and the stories that come from the families and the friends, and the channelers who have seen these, and the psychics who have seen these, um, psychics who come in here, channelers or so in my studio, and they look at these, they can hear them talking to them, and it's so so wonderful because these spirit boxes give us that. It's sort of like it gives us that visual opportunity. And I think that's what the spirit boxes do. It's somehow they're so, they're mesmerizing, and, and you sort of get transfixed to them. And I believe that's what happens when um, the, the large-scale spirit box that, uh, that I created called I Am the Emanation. Did we want to talk about that? Yes, yes, yes. Is that where the uh, 80 are grouped together? No, this is uh, this is the uh, the rise of the fallen that I was just talking about. Okay. What do you mean the eighty? I was looking at one of the YouTube's and um, there were all the the faces in grouped together, and oh, um, mm-hmm. and I he said it was all it's almost as those as though they were looking at him as an art object. Yes, right. That was Neil Bremer. Uh, there was an exhibition at the Elmhurst Art Museum in Elmhurst, Illinois in 2006-2007 called Andre Frella, Artist of the Spirit. And I had 80 spirit boxes there of real people that I had photographed and of people that I created in the computer. Actually, Deepak Chopra was on that wall as well. Um, he has a spirit box of himself that he says is always residing on his desk. And um, so there was that group of 80, and um, I called it Us and Them. So there was real individuals that were on there from the earth plane and others that I had created that were from somewhere else. And, yes, um, Neil Bremer, the director of the art museum at the time, was describing them as, like, you know, they're looking back at us from the other side of the veil, you know, and, and, and... and we're looking at them from this side. That very thin plane of, of translucency, it's like we can almost put our hands right there and touch them, and we can almost hear them speak. It's beautiful. Wow. How yeah. has this journey affected you? How has, how has this journey affected you in... in you looking at life and you know just how how are you peering into how does it allow you i mean spiritually physically the whole thing how has it affected you mm. well i can say there have been times when it's been a real struggle um to be on this planet and to go through life, just probably like everyone else. Um, I think that part of that struggle is part of the evolution of who we are. Um, You know, those moments of uh, depression, perhaps, where we are at the very bottom and the only way we can go is up. I guess it's in this world of duality um, that we uh, must learn 
what dualism is and to experience one um, will enhance the experience of the other. So hopefully, you know, it's going from down to up, which I prefer, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and always, and at this point, uh, I, am, uh, I feel so wonderful mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and I prayed for this to, you know, rid me of all dis-ease and struggles so that I can really concentrate on bringing this information here for us. So, and, and I've always been spiritually um, questing. Uh, when we talked about painting the portrait of the baby Jesus at 12, at that age, for some reason, I was reading all of Edgar Casey, and was so fascinated by what he was doing that I, I, for, I guess it was um, something that was ne- that just was necessary for me to understand at, at an early age, um, because now I've uh, that's been my life's goal. Of I always say. There's no greater purpose that, for an artist than to convey the divine. And because of that uh, God-given gift of creativity, um, that, that is creativity, is divinity. And divinity is creativity. So I don't know if that answers your question. or I'm, I, I'm getting chills all over the place. Was Jesus yeah. actually communicating with you when you painted him at the age of 12? You know, at the age of 12, I don't know. Um, of course, it, uh, you know, now that you say that, it's probably pretty obvious because that's what I knew I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And that brings to mind the experience I had in California. Um, wow. Was that you, Paula, or Taz, who asked that? Paula. <laughs> Paula. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I know that Jesus has come to me several times. And I know that uh, being consciously aware and actually having seen what I believe is the uh, visual appearance of Jesus. So this happened to you in California? How did that happen? Oh, that's that's an amazing experience. We have a little bit of time, right? Um, yes. Yeah. I was uh, on, I don't remember, somewhere outside of, I guess, the Santa Cruz area. This is probably about 15 years ago um, or so. And I w- it was evening, sort of up in the mountain areas and looking out towards the ocean area, but quite a ways back inland. So I really couldn't see the ocean, but I can see the vastness of space. It was a clear night, and there were lots of stars. It was very mesmerizing. I was just watching the stars sitting on this deck, and perfectly warm, as California weather is, so fortunate. And the stars, for some reason, started to have organization and structure. And out of the chaos of that distribution of twinkling lights, I started to recognize the order and structure. And I went, wow, this is interesting. I'd never seen something like that. And so I, I don't know what, if it was a visual, actually, or it was a, um, a, a mental awareness or an intuition, but it felt like I saw it. And I was seeing the structure. But something told me to look over a little bit, about 20 degrees to the right to this other star, and I started to stare at this other star. As I was staring at this other star, this tunnel of light, now my eyes are completely open, I'm completely aware, I'm completely awake, and I'm seeing this tunnel of light. Inside this sort of tube tunnel of light were all these undulating clouds. Now it's interesting because I had drawn that many years ago as a lithograph when I was younger. And now I'm seeing this coming from this star that's probably billions of light years away, and it's a hollow tunnel of undulating clouds, and I'm just mesmerized. 
and it's just transfixed me. And so that sort of disappeared. That was going on for a few minutes, and then that disappeared. And then in that little star, I saw a ascended master Virgin Mary, <laughs> Mother, Mother Mary. And being that small, a star that far away, for somehow, somehow my vision was crystal clear, and I can see her. Now, I know that I'm saying that's uh, the Virgin Mary, but nonetheless, that's what it was. And there she was. And so she disappeared after a few minutes, and there was the Sacred Heart of Christ. And I'm looking at the Sacred Heart of Christ, and I'm, wow, I just was perfectly clear. And this is billions of light years away. And then that disappears. And I'm still I'm transfixed on this star, what, what, what it's been, been doing so far. And then these balls of blue spheres started to come at me, very tiny from the star, and they got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and larger and larger, and they're like sort of in front of me. Inside them were all these incredible light constructions and sort of, I don't know what was inside, geometry, sacred geometries, lights flickering and flashing, and they're right there in three-dimensional reality, right in front of me, coming at me, and they want to go in me, I believe, and I, and I got scared. And I said, no, no, no. And I'm still transfixed on the star. Another one comes at me with these blue spheres coming at me, and, and, and no, 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 I didn't want it in me. Another one comes, and it's coming closer and closer. And I mean, it's like, it was like almost like books from end to end flipping on themselves and turning. And, and I could see inside these blue spheres incredibly blue, deep, blue light that had such luminosity I can't describe. I allowed it to come in me. And it went, in through, it went through me and threw me back in the most purest of ecstasy I've ever felt in my life. It's just like every time it came through, it was like, oh, and I got back up. I'm still staring at the star the whole time. Another one comes at me with even more incredible constructions inside through me again each time. This is going on for 15 or 20 minutes of these blue spheres with these devices inside that were coming in through me and throwing me back in ecstasy. And it was just the most incredible experience. Well, the blue sphere stopped, and that little sphere, that little light of the star became a twinkle on a large eye. So you can imagine how large that eye must have been if the twinkle of light on that eye, uh, iris or that eye out there in space was billions of light years away and how vast that eye must have been. And it was translucent. I could see through the, the eye can see through the eye itself and it started remming like it was remming and when we go to sleep and and we have the dream state and our eye moves quickly it looks and i said oh it's the eye of god it's it's looking down on all of us it's it's the total knowledge it's, it's the eye of god so that was that experience and that was an experience that probably lasted for probably i think i don't know Time-wise, perhaps 40 minutes or so, because I had a friend of mine there who, who was witnessing all this, what I was going through. <clears throat> so <laughs> that was the was experience. Is that when you started painting eyes? Is that when you started to, to do the series of the eyes? I, was, I can't remember if that was exactly around that time. I might have been doing that before, but I tried to mimic the blue stars, and I have a series of those of uh, paintings, um, and uh, I, I made a video actually of this called Blue Star. Yeah, so I, from what I've been told, um, and it, it was—I'll never forget this. It, I've been told by, you know, several channelers or psychics that perhaps Andre, you were being downloaded with this information. 
And I believe it now. I totally believe it now that I'm, you know, had lots of experiences um, visually as a creative artist, but um, as a dreamer, of course, um, as an inventor, as a discoverer, as a person who's always wanting to understand and bring information here, all the spiritualness that, of who we are. Um, and now I'm going on a tangent and I'm forgetting. <laughs> I'm so excited by what is happening uh, to all of us and, and, and the experiences that we're all having and we're starting to come together now. It's verifying everything that I've been working on and, and bringing to the world by hearing what the comments, what people are saying, not just of my work, but with the experiences that they're having as well. You know, and to think about the Hopi Blue Star, and to uh, which I didn't know about before this, and to hear people saying you were delivered with information, and so, and I am honored. I'm absolutely honored to be of service to humanity at this time. It's it's, it's a great blessing. You know, well, you know, as you were to be just, able to go ahead to be able, yeah, I was going to say to be able to touch the essence of what was coming to you and allow it to go through you and be the living the living and breathing entity on earth you know sharing this it's it's grace and it's so such beauty you know to be able to hear and and know that that if we just go within you know we'll be able to listen to what's happening. It, it is really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. that wonderful you know, as you were describing that, uh, you're going to think I'm crazy, but um, what flashed my eyes was a painting that Van Gogh did. Uh-huh. And I don't know the name of it. It's the blue. It's the sky that's swirling, and it's blue, and it's, it has golden light in it. I can't remember the Night name sky? It. Yes, night sky. And uh-huh. I just I thought, well, maybe... He had something similar happening to him when he was painting that. I believe that. I don't think you're crazy at all. That is wonderful. That's a wonderful observation. Van Gogh, I believe, has been, I've seen such incredible works. It was at the Chicago Art Institute, and there was a whole series of works that were traveling, and there was Van Gogh, and he painted with thick paint. There is so much luminosity and light coming from the way he arranged his colors. It's just amazing. He understood that light. And, you know, that feeling you get from Van Gogh is similar to the feeling that I had out there in California. Same with Rembrandt for me. A lot of people think Rembrandt had this great technique and everything, and it was absolutely true. And he developed this really chiaroscuro, a light and shadow technique, um, and he had used multiple layers sort of translucent layers of glazes so the light goes in, bounces back off the white of the canvas and back out and has this beautiful luminosity. Rembrandt was all about light. He understood light. That's interesting you talk about this um, because there's a series of my work that I was working on called Masterworks and I had went around the different museums uh, photographing masterpieces and extracting what I believe were key elements. Perhaps all of these masters were bringing information to us in parts of their works, and if I can extract the correct, proper portion of it, piece them together sort of as a puzzle, it would help unlock these portals. So in other words... <laughs> These masters were working all these millennia so we can, we can find the interlocking mechanisms that would help us to, you know, find the keys to the portals. <laughs> That's part of the imagination of Andre Ferella, but um, wonderful. Well, the, keys, the keys are right in front of us. They're so close we can't see them. <laughs> the keys are right there. It's very yeah, true. Yeah. It's very, very true, uh, and it's right there. <laughs> we need to let, Paula, wait a minute. Let's let people know, because if they're listening to the show, they, you know, let them know the website. 
Oh, me? Uh, those who are listening, it's andreforella.com, and that's my name, A-N-D-R-E-F as in Frank, E-R-R-E-L-L-A.com. And there you can see quite a bit of work, um, and not all of it, of course. Um, there's a 19-minute video, if you have the opportunity to view my career as an artist, artist of the spirit that was uh, produced by the Elmhurst Art Museum. It's, it's quite beautiful, and you'll understand some of the discoveries uh, that I've made along the way and compiling this into some of my most recent work. And um, if you're interested to see the website about the, the Fallen uh, Memorial, that's therise.ofthefallen.org. And for those of you who go to my website and you would want to subscribe, I am giving away every so often free pieces of my artwork that you can um, have printed up beautifully and have as part of your display for your, your wall or, or your office or building, whatever. Um, but I, I want to start you know, being able to uh, give others uh, my work so they can have it. And you can watch a, a several-minute excerpt of the uh, I Am the Emanation, which Cryon, Cryon has um, spoke about. And I'd love to speak about that. And there's also a free app, uh, which is three minutes of I Am the Emanation. So currently the website is now really focused on um, the uh, spirit box experience that uh, uh, I've, I've brought together here in the last few years. Do you have um, where we can go in California? Oh, in California? No. Mm-hmm. Well, there, uh, there's a group of individuals that we just started a few months ago called The Keepers, and they are the keepers of the, the actual spirit box itself. And um, it's a great experience. Um, you have to, if you have the opportunity um, to see this, it would be wonderful. If you go to the website, andreforella.com, so that's A-N-D-R-E-F as in Frank, E-R-R-E-L-L-A.com, there's a tab called The Keepers. And they are, there's one in San Francisco, um, Cape Cod, Saskatoon, Canada, two in Colorado, um, and uh, let's see, I think that's it so far, but there, is, there are others coming, so um, if you want to know where you can get the experience or have this at your event, contact one of the keepers or contact me as well. Well, the, the box is pretty incredible. If anybody goes on the website, and um, it, it makes you feel as though that your the fluidity in your body with lights moving. If you breathe into it, it's it's really it becomes like part of you. It's pretty amazing. And um, I, I believe Crayon, when he um, gave you that reading. Um, Lee Carroll gave you a reading uh, and Cryon came to and he said hey, he said I, Cryon never gives individual readings to anyone um, Right. but he ended up you know, sharing that you were from Lemuria and that um, this particular uh, I am the emanation was, is our Merkaba around our body and yeah. uh, uh, the energy is just so superb. It, you know, it, it just gives you such a good idea how, how delicate we are. <laughs> and yes. How incredible each individual is. Isn't, I mean, what you did was just stupendous. I mean, it is out out of this world. <laughs> I mean, <thank> God <laughs> yes, out of this world, but in this world now. It's available yeah, really. to us now, which is so wonderful. Um, yeah, that was a great experience to um, being able to have a reading uh, from Cryon to Lee Carroll. And Lee Carroll, what a wonderful 
um, individual he is, and we're blessed to have him with us as well on earth to bring this this collective, whatever energy, consciousness, uh, benevolent being, um, to have that information. I, I told Lee one time, I said, that Lee, I, you're the Deepak Chopra of channeling. You bring science and physics together and um, help us to understand uh, what cryon, the information that cryon's bringing, bringing through for us, through you. And I'm so honored that he is, and, and happy that he is, uh, was aware enough to bring, to let cryon come through him and to, to, to be here on earth with us. And, and yeah, and that was at uh, uh, Jeff and Linda Hoppe's Crimson Circle uh, summer experience in Sedona this summer. And Lee was there giving a talk as well. And he, <laughs> he called me up on stage and, and in front of everyone and said, sit in that chair. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> what's going to happen now? And Cryon gave this reading about um, what we just saw because I was presenting it there at, uh, at the Crimson Circle event. And Jeff and Linda, they're doing incredible work too on earth and I was honored to be invited and participate in, in their conference. So yes, if you have the opportunity to watch this, it's 11 minutes and it's just beautiful and it kind of sums up to basically, he's described that um, when science discovers the quantum filter, um, that what we are seeing in the spirit box that I project video into a life-size spirit box, it's showing what the quantum field is looking like of each of us. So in other words, the spirit box right now that we can see and watch and get that experience, we are seeing the future, we are seeing it now of the one of the results of what the quantum filter will do in the future. So it's kind of like we're seeing the future now via this device, via this instrument and tool. Honestly, Cryons. When, you, when, you, when you developed this, what was it like? I mean, could you, could you feel shifts in your body when you look at this? I, I mean, when you were developing it, were there, there must have been, your body must have felt shifts or in movement, and it was almost like you might be breathing in what you're doing. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that was That's an interesting question because the actual spirit box was developed around 2001 called The Emanation, that which emanates, because that was a being that appeared to me, and I wanted to do a life-size spirit box with these reaching hands, and that's a whole other vision that I had. But anyways, that's the being that came to me with these outreaching hands and um, the video portion was called I Am. That was a video that I created somewhere down around 2000 as well. But it wasn't until about two years ago that I combined the two together and I projected the video to conform to the size of the spirit box, which is, you know, 80 inches by 30 inches by 3 inches deep. And when I did that, it was, oh, my God, I couldn't, it, yes, it was, um, I don't know the words for it. It was like the ecstasy. It felt like, like I was ecstatic, and, and there was something, and there was a connection to, to something there. I called my wife, Linda, who's been an incredible partner for me. She's, she's a blessing in my life. God bless her. I told her, you've got to look at this, and she sees this, and she goes, oh, my God, this is incredible. This is it. This is it. This is the masterpiece. <laughs> so I had only shown it to a few friends um, locally and even people who were not very spiritual. Um, I wanted them to experience it and get their opinion. And everyone, spiritually or not even spiritual, they were just, they get mesmerized, you get transfixed, and you go into this experience. And then that's when uh, I met uh, Lee Carroll when he was here doing a seminar and uh, had set up this spirit box to show him. And when I showed him the spirit box, he, he said, this is the closest thing that I've seen to multidimensionality. 
And so it's, and he invited us to come to Sedona and present it there for the Summer Light Conference. So I got uh, an understanding. I mean, I was the one that brought it in for us at this time, but I didn't know the potential and the power that it has con- and it does contain. And I'm learning that now as time goes along from what I'm understanding what other people have experienced, what they're telling me, what my experiences have been, which have been also beautiful. I've seen it more than 75 times, and each time I see it, it's different. Even though it's the same spirit box and it's the same video, there is something that is going on here where... I'm learning, learning, learning about it. It's, it's sort of interfacing us in a multidimensional way with our higher selves and who we are as we are evolving. So it's like it's, you're connecting with the stars. I mean, it's like you're connecting with the stardust, which you're part of the stardust, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and it's... it's the experience is um, unlike any other experience, except that I believe that you've you've probably had those experiences um, when you felt so much joy and so much love and so much compassion for yourself or for others, you know, and, and that 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 experience of that light and the shapes and, and the colors that are not only going into the spirit box but coming out of the spirit box and that interaction with your um, multi-dimensional quantum field uh, there's something going on here that uh, cryon even says there's much more here than i can even talk about <laughs> so it's it's, a, it's amazing it's an amazing device and i hope that um, you you Go actually ahead. have um, a lady um, uh, uh, actually we've connected personally with a couple of people checking out the spirit box the, those who hold it in in, the, in kind of uh, close vicinity and Terry um, in San Francisco you actually made her a Mother Mary image of this yes I box. did that's interesting because she I, I, I met her and she really wanted a spirit box and. I didn't know, uh, you know, what I was going to do with this, and we formulated this group called the Keepers, and she was, well, I told her she was the first keeper, and she goes, no, Andre, you're the first keeper, I'm the second. She asked me if I could do a Mother Mary box, and I had never done that, and I said, well, why not? And so I did. And uh, this is all interesting because um, I'm currently now working on a workshop, seminar, um, like for one day where we can experience this spirit box and go through a series of um, 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 things that I do with creativity for others um, uh, to help them eliminate their negativity and fears so that we can enlighten ourselves and bring our, our, to our get us to our highest good and power. And... I want to have perhaps Mother Mary there as an experience with the spirit box. Um, I'm working on the Merkaba now that Kryon has uh, told me that is necessary, and I believe it's necessary for me to create, and I'm working on that now. I'd like to do uh, Kuan Yin as well. Um, and so... When you said uh, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin. Kuan Yin came into me. I thought, I wonder if he's going to do Kuan Yin. <laughs> Yes, yes. Guan Yin is wonderful. Um, and I don't know if we were cut off from the radio before and I was talking about the keepers. Um, I usually, uh, what I do every so often is I give a free piece of my artwork uh, away that people can have printed beautifully for their, for their wall or whatever, for their, for their highest good, let's say. And uh, so if they wanted to ever subscribe... Um, they don't get very much emails from me at all. It's just a newsletter here and there, and I just tell them uh, what I'm up to and what's going on, and they get free pieces of artwork if anyone wanted to do so. I honor that invitation. That's on your that's website. That's on your website, actually. Yeah. That's on my website, yes. And then you can, over a period of time, you'll have a, a beautiful collection of artwork that is 
glee-free. Wow. Yeah. Oh, in your workshop, well, I'm just going to ask about this workshop. Uh, will others be able to um, create their own spirit boxes in your workshop? Is that the point of it? or No, the point of it, uh, for us to have that experience of the spirit box, um, no. You know, I usually, throughout my career as an artist, I discovered uh, a few things in my life that has been sponsored by Kodak and uh, in the science world as well. And um, I tell everyone how I do everything. But the spirit boxes I decided to leave is a total mystery of how they're created. So, no, people will not be able to make their own spirit box. It's, 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 these are, they look very simple, but they are um, quite complicated and, and a lot of work to create. So the, at the workshop, it would be basically um, upon invitation that I would come and uh, put together, which I'm working on now. I'm finally getting to the point where it's getting finalized in its formulation of what will happen I think it'll be a, a wonderful experience for everyone. Well, you know what? It's, right. You have to keep us up on everything that's going on because I, I've never seen anything like this. It is really a wonderful gift to humanity to be Aww. able to have this in our lives. And um, so Tell the people to go to andreforella.com. That's A-N-D-R-E. Forella is F-E-R-R-E-L-L-A.com. If you have any questions, you can always come back to Paula and I. But this is um, Andre. You're um, incredible. You're peaking, <laughs> yeah, you're you're peaking and um, into. Uh, the unknown every moment of your life, no doubt. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I'd like to say I'm, I'm honored that you connected with me. I am honored that you two are doing what you have been doing for all these years, and it is um, a blessing to know you, at least from this distance. I look forward one day to giving you that physical hug, and I appreciate oh, right. everything that doing too. God bless you for what you you, you guys have been doing. Well, well I know, know you're back sure in San Francisco. And I know for sure I'm going to join your web your website because that's fabulous. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a, it's a it's a wonderful experience. I am honored to be of service on earth. And we're honored to be able to talk to you. So thank you Talk so to me much. anytime. Okay. <laughs> we'll take you up on that. Okay. 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 God bless. God bless you too. Thank you. You both are wonderful. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye. Bye.